This sermon is titled, The Believer's Authority, Part 4. Be enriched as you listen. All right, good morning once again. Are you all happy to be here? Happy to be in the house of God and just celebrate Jesus, love Him, worship Him. All right, just a, uh, a few testimonies just want to read, read, uh, share. Now, um, these testimonies, uh, you know, they are... The actual, the, the actual emails are rather lengthy and with a lot of details, and uh, I won't be able to obviously read the entire testimony. I'm just you know, trying to give a gist of it in one or two sentences. Uh, so here's a testimony. This person uh, lives in Delhi and, has, uh, and the last two years was, um, was uh, in Kerala and watching our services live. So welcome, uh, those of you who have joined us live. Um, and uh, so she's written, uh, last year she was uh, doing these live services, she received healing from a very uh, severe, uh, she, she mentions intense cervical uh, issue and pain uh, for which she was undergoing treatment, nothing seemed better, but um, the Lord healed her uh, and uh, gave her release from that. And then earlier this year, there was another issue, a problem with hernia. Uh, she had had surgery in times past, uh, but then uh, during January of this year, she was online, watching online. Uh, she was healed. Uh, she went for her scans and everything, and, uh, and, and she just says, you know, every, she was just completely healed. She was so powerfully healed, and uh, she says, she writes, she was overjoyed. Amen? Thank God for that healing. Um, Praise God for that. Uh, there's another testimony of some uh, person, this person. You know, he had given money to some builders over six years ago. Uh, things were all in, uh, you know, stuck. But then he just gives testimony to the Lord that he received the money back. And this was uh, in the last two weeks. Money returned. Money came back. And he's giving thanks to God for that. There's another testimony of... Um, this is um, both these. The next two testimonies, uh, the prayer was actually shared on the uh, women's, the global prayer group. That's the women's prayer group. Uh, so uh, these are testimonies, just giving thanks for answers to prayer. Uh, one was about um, a young boy, uh, actually a child, um, who had to go through a kidney transplant. Um, and of course, uh, the procedure and all of that went, but. Just giving thanks to God that uh, for to the prayer team for praying, everything went well, and uh, the child is doing really, really well. So thank God for that. Another, and and the parent really gives, uh, you know, talks about how great God is that people uh, would pray and uh, she would see, you know, this this whole thing happen. Uh, the other second testimony is about the healing of a ten-year-old uh, from. Um, uh, some, uh, from lung infection, uh, allergies and lung infection, uh, this, uh, this again through the Globe Prayer Group in the month of February, uh, and then she writes and says, you know, uh, there was just no trace. The doctor checked, and every, everything was gone. In fact, the doctor even took him off uh, the medication, so she sends this testimony just to give thanks to God for um, the prayer, prayer that was made. Amen? So let's just thank God for all of these testimonies. You know, thank God for those who do write and share, but I'm sure that there are so many more uh, that, that, that ha are happening and continue to happen. Um, as was announced, next Sunday, uh, we are starting a book study. Right, so there are different kinds of uh, studies that we do, but next Sunday we are doing a book study through the book of James. So we'll be there on it for five weeks. There are five chapters, one chapter a Sunday each uh, so I'd encourage all of us uh, during the next five weeks to please uh, read through the book of James, and we'll be focusing on that uh, uh, the next five weeks. Uh, let's uh, you know, do that. Now, in, the, in times past, we've done other books. Uh, I know we've done Romans, Ephesians, 1 Corinthians, First uh, and Second Timothy. All these are available on our church website, so you can always go there. Uh, you get the notes, you get the recordings, the video, the audio recordings. So in case you want to study any of these books, you can always make use of those recordings. Uh, so starting next week, we'll be studying through, studying through um, the Epistle of James five Sundays and encourage all of us to journey through that book together. 
All right, so today we are wrapping up our series on the believer's authority. There's the fourth message in the series. Uh, we're just reminding all of us about the authority that we have as believers in Jesus Christ. Also, this is our Supernatural Sunday. It's our last Sunday of the month. So I'll be intentionally focused uh, on believing God for healings and miracles. And we're going to do that uh, right after the message. The message is going to be short. Uh, we want to keep some time aside uh, just to pray and let the Lord uh, minister to people. So I hope you've come with expectation and saying, God, today I want you to do something in my life. Or maybe for someone that you know that God would uh, touch them, minister to them uh, as we pray together. So we've been talking about uh, the Believer's Authority the last three Sundays. Today is our fourth Sunday. I just want to quickly review what we, uh, the framework that we gave was that there are five dimensions to the spiritual authority that we have as believers. Five dimensions. So first, we said, uh, and these are things we made up, meaning made up in the sense, titles that we've given, but based on Scripture. Right, so the first one we said is redemptive authority. That means we have authority as believers, spiritual authority, because of our redemption, the redemption that we have in Christ. Second, we talked about our inherited authority, authority that we have as children of God. Because God is our Father, we have this inherited authority. We can walk in spiritual authority as sons and daughters of God. Thirdly, we mentioned uh, what did we say? Positional authority. We talked about our authority seated in Christ. Because we are seated in Christ, we're actually seated with Christ on His throne. And we operate from that place of authority. So uh, that's, that's tremendous when we know that when we speak, it's as though we're speaking from the throne of God, the same throne that Christ is sitting. That's the authority that each of us have as believers. Last Sunday, we spoke about uh, delegated authority, the authority that we have that has been delegated to us in the name of Jesus. So we have the right to use the name of Jesus, and in that we exercise spiritual authority. Amen? So uh, these, uh, these messages are intended to equip us uh, in the situations that we face in life. So when you face something, face a challenge, you face difficulty, you know, exercise your authority. Know what you have as a believer and make use of it. Like we heard today, you know, when there are storms, winds and the waves blow, do what Jesus did. And he stood and he spoke to the winds and the waves. He spoke with authority. He exercised the authority. And you and I as believers must learn to do that as well. Speak to the winds and the storms. Exercise that, uh, your authority that you have in Christ. The fifth dimension to our spiritual authority, which we, we will talk about today, we, we're calling it empowered authority, or authority because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The authority you and I have over things around us, over circumstances, situations, demons, uh, whatever the devil does, because of the anointing. Now, at a very basic level, when you want to define the anointing, what is the anointing? A very simple level. It is simply the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. So, each one of us, as believers, we have the Holy Spirit indwelling in us and resting on us. So that is the anointing, the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's a whole lot that we can see in the Bible about the anointing itself. For instance, there are different kinds of anointings. There are different levels of anointings and so on and so forth. And uh, that's kind of getting into, those, into the whole subject of anointing, which we are not going to do today. But I'm just going to keep it at, at that basic level for all of us to understand and to grasp this basic truth that... There is the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit that can be released through each one of us. And it's the same Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, who anointed Jesus, who has anointed us, or is anointing us today. And therefore, the same things that happen through Jesus Christ can also happen through you and me. Are you all with me so far? 
Okay? So I want us to just grasp that very basic. So we're not going to get into the details on the different kinds of anointings and different levels of anointings and the transfer anointing and the impartation of the anointing. There's, this whole subject is so big, we can delve into that, but that you know, we'll do maybe some other time. But today I want us to understand the very basic. There is the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit for every believer. And every believer can see uh, the expression, the manifestation of the anointing through their lives. So, to begin to understand, or just to get an understanding of what the anointing is and what the anointing does, we look at the person of Jesus Christ. So we know that when Jesus walked the earth, he walked as a man. Now, he was, he is, and he always will be eternally God. He is the eternal word, the creator. But in the incarnation, he came as a man, God who became a man. So he walked as a man, walked like you and me. And as a man, he did those mighty things. How did he do those mighty things? He was anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's, I, that's the truth I want us to understand. And there are several scriptures, and we'll just go through them very quickly. So we look at Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. When Jesus began his ministry, in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, and these scriptures will come up on the screen, and you're also welcome to uh, follow along in your Bibles. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, as Jesus begins his ministry, here's what he says. He reads from Isaiah, and he says this. Let's read it out together, please. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the law. So notice what he says. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And that's what he refers to as the anointing, because he has anointed me. So what is the anointing? It's the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And the anointing is always given to do something. As you can see here, Jesus said, he has anointed me to, for what? To preach, to Heal the brokenhearted. Brokenhearted, that is the inner person. Those are going through emotional, mental problems. Heal the brokenhearted. To deliver the captives. So captives, people are enslaved by different things. Set them free. People are enslaved maybe by fear. People may be enslaved by addictions, whatever. Anything that's holding people captive, set them free. He has anointed me to Open blind eyes to give sight to the blind. That's physical healing. It's just one. He just mentions one thing, which is open blind eyes, but that's all inclusive. Meaning, I'm going to heal people who are physically uh, they, they, they need, need healing. And then he says to set those who are oppressed free. Oppression is a, a superimposition of power, something very strong. So demonic powers oppress people. And he says, I'm going to set them free. And I'm going to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That means to announce to people a year of God's restoration in their lives. Are you all with me? How is he going to do all that? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. God has anointed me. So Jesus did his ministry, carried out his earthly ministry, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And there are several other scriptures we'll just quickly look at. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. These are... Again, familiar scriptures, we, we go through them quite often, but let's look at them again. Acts 10 and verse 38. Can we read them out together? Read this out together, please. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Notice once again. God anointed Jesus with what? With the Holy Spirit and power. So what is the anointing? It's the presence and the power of the Holy 
Spirit. You can get it from here, the definition of the anointing, right here in this verse. What's the anointing? It's the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. To do what? He went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devils. All the good works that Jesus did, he did by the anointing, the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And it says, for God was with him. How was God with him? The presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? One more scripture. Matthew chapter 12, verses 28 and 29. We can turn there. Matthew 12. Just want to establish this fact that everything Jesus did in his earthly ministry, he did it by the power of the Holy Spirit. He did it by the anointing of the Spirit. Matthew 12, 28 and 29. Let's read it out together, please. Jesus said, But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, Surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds a strong man? Then he will plunder his house. Now how did Jesus cast out devils? The answer is right here. If I by the Spirit cast out demons. So how did Jesus cast out demons? By the Spirit. By the anointing. By the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. He cast out demons. And then very interestingly, he says in verse 29, he compares casting out demons to this form of warfare. That you go in and you bind the strong man and then you can plunder his goods. So that's really what's happening when you are casting out demons. The Holy Spirit is binding the strong man through us. That is the demonic presence, whatever that. And then you're spoiling his goods, setting people free from the clutches of those demons. But how is that happening? By the power of the Holy Spirit. And one, more, one more reference, Luke chapter 6, verses 17 through 19. I'll just quickly read that. Luke uh, 6, 17 through 19. Jesus said, or it's recorded in his ministry, Luke 6, 17 through 19, it says that he came down, he stood on a level place with a great crowd of disciples, great multitudes, you know, from all over, from, uh, from Kotanur, from Jainagar, from Malishwaram, from Whitefield. All of them came, sorry, that's just, <laughs> thing. and they came to hear him and be healed of the diseases. Verse 18 says, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. I mean, people who had physical conditions, people who had demonic conditions came, they were healed. But look at verse 19, it says, The whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. So there was this flow of power. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. It was flowing out through him, and people were healed and delivered. Right? So that's how the ministry happened, of Jesus happened. There was a flow of power, the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is one record, and so you could just say, you know, this happened over and over again as he ministered to the multitudes who came to him. Now, what Jesus did is, he made it very clear that we believers would also have the Holy Spirit working through us. Now, I just want us to think about this. The same Holy Spirit. When we say Holy Spirit, we're talking about God the Spirit. Who anointed Jesus and worked through Jesus is also dwelling in every believer and anoints us and works through us. The same Holy Spirit. Are you listening? Amen? The same Holy Spirit who works through Jesus is indwelling every believer and works through every believer. But now, you and I must, first of all, believe that, and then expect the Holy Spirit to manifest Himself in similar ways. Now, many of us, and I don't say this in any demeaning way, I'm just waking us up. Many of us, you know, we have the Holy Spirit locked inside of us. Meaning, He's in us, thank you, Holy Spirit, just stay there until I get to heaven. <laughs> or, you know, we... We thank God that we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. We can maybe we pray in tongues. And 
you know, to that, ex to, to that extent, we experience the presence of the Holy Spirit. But I want to encourage us to go beyond that. Go more. And expect the Holy Spirit to do through you and me what he did through Jesus Christ. Now look at these scriptures. First John chapter 4 verse 4. We all know that. John is writing, you know, uh, he mentions the previous verses. There are many evil spirits in the world. They are antichrist. But then he says, you are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. Let's read the rest of the verse. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the well, let's, say that, let's read that again. Greater is he who is in you than who, he who is in the world. So you and I as believers need to know that. There may be evil spirits in the world, but I've got the Holy Spirit who's dwelling in me. And he who is in me is greater, stronger, more powerful than the demonic powers that are in the world. So when you and I have to deal with demonic powers... Whether you're helping somebody else or whether uh, you're experiencing some sort of uh, activity against you, know that the greater one is in you. Amen? Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. The Holy Spirit is in you. Then, uh, and I'll quickly go through these verses. Acts 1.8, Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Meaning the same power that he walked under, He's saying, you will receive it when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He's giving now. He's extending that to all of us as believers. 2 Corinthians 1.21, Paul writes that he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. So God, just as he anointed Jesus, has anointed us. Let's say this together. God who anointed Jesus has also anointed me. i say it again. God who anointed Jesus has also anointed me. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 1.21. He who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. The same God who anointed Jesus has anointed you. Has given you the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will flow out through us. And this is in John 7, 37 and 38. He says, you know, he who believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his heart or his inner person will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit. So there's rivers that are going to flow out of your heart is the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. So just envision this in your mind. Imagine that out of you, there's a river flowing. Because Jesus said it. And that is the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. So say this with me. The Holy Spirit flows out through me like rivers of water. The presence and the power of the Holy Spirit flows out through me. Now remember, we read about Jesus in Luke 6, 19. Power went out of him and healed them all. Now, Jesus said, those who believed in him, power will flow out of them. Rivers of living water will flow out of them. To do what? The same thing. To heal people. To deliver people. Amen? So I want us to understand as believers, this is what God has made available for you and me. Probably one of the problems with us is our expectation is very small. Or sometimes we don't even expect anything to happen through us. They're like, who, you know, what's going to happen through me? Jesus, yes, of course. But me, who am I? But Jesus does want the works he did to be expressed through you and me. And so we need to change and start expecting those things to happen through our lives. And say, Lord, I'm willing to be one of these people through whom rivers of living water will flow. That means your, the presence in the power of the Holy Spirit will flow 
to bring about a change, to bring about healing, to bring about deliverance in the lives of people. So, sermon is about to end. Amen. <laughs> Just a few more verses and we're done. But I want us to understand this, that the Holy Spirit works through us the same way He worked through Jesus. The same Holy Spirit. He works through us the way He worked through Jesus. And Jesus made this amazing statement in John 14 and verse 12, which we are very familiar with. Let's read that together. Most assuredly, I say to you, yeah, let's go together. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Now just think about this. Jesus is talking about you and me, those who believe in him. And he said, the works he did, we will also do. And greater things, greater works. Why? Because he went to the Father. When he went to the Father, when he had completed his work on the cross, the death, burial, resurrection, ascension, what happened? His name. He received a name above every other name. But at his name, every knee will bow. And he authorized you and me to use that name. When he sat down at the right hand of the Father, he sent the Holy Spirit to every believer to anoint us, to indwell us. So two things happened when he went to the Father. A name was given to us and the anointing was given to us. And that's why he said, the works I do, you will also do. And greater works. And greater. That means go beyond. Jesus, beyond this. And sometimes we get so upset when we talk about praying for this sake and casting out devils. Why are you doing it? Well, Jesus said, the works I do, you do. And even greater works beyond. You say, well, what could be those greater works? I mean, you can imagine certain things. For instance, you know, during Jesus' time, uh, uh, nobody did, uh, you know, uh, at least as far as we know, nobody did surgery, but they took removed organs. But these days, they do that. So what if we prayed and God replaced and gave somebody a new organ? Maybe they took out a kidney. God just miraculously put a new kidney in. Or, you know, they took out an ovary. They've got to miraculously put an ovary in. Or they took out the uterus and God put the uterus in. Whatever. But that never, those kind of miracles never happened at the times of Jesus because they didn't do those things. Or what if somebody had implants in them? You know, a metal implant and uh, some prosthetic, whatever they put in the body. And what if the God who turned water to wine, can he turn metal to bone? Let's try it again. <laughs> the God who turned water to wine, can he turn metal to bone? Is this some chemistry? So, now those kind of miracles didn't happen during the times of Jesus because they didn't do those kinds of procedures. But today, they do those procedures. And what if God decided through you to do something like that? Greater works. You know, in those days, people didn't watch live stream. <laughs> but these days, they do. And then they get healed. They get filled with the Holy Spirit on the other side of the live stream when they watch it, you know, maybe hours later or days later. These are recorded programs and people get healed. Well, greater works. Are you listening? So Jesus said, the works I do and greater works. So just, there's so many other things. I'm just mentioning at random a few things. But we can expect the Lord to do greater things. You say, uh, do you mean to say you're greater than Jesus? No, no, no. We're not just saying. We're not saying. It's the great Jesus who's doing it, still doing it through us. He wants to do more than what he did in the Bible. He wants to do greater things. And he's doing it through us. We're just channels. Conduits, vessels. So he says, the works I do, 
and greater works because he's gone to the Father. He's authorized us in his name. He's given us the anointing of the Holy Spirit and he will do that through us. So what I want really is for all of us to begin to expect. Holy Spirit is in me. The greater one is in me. And he drives out demons. So when you're face, facing somebody who's demon possessed or troubled by demons, just know the Holy Spirit in you is more than enough to bind that strong man and to set the person free. It's not about you and me. The Holy Spirit is in us and he's working through us. Are you listening? Just two more things on what to expect. Isaiah 10 and verse 27 tells us that his burden, Isaiah 10, 27, his burden will be taken away and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. So burdens are removed and yokes, which are oppressive weights put upon people. So the yoke is that old uh, term when you, know, you see put, up, put a yoke on oxen. So you, they come under a load, under a burden. So that's what he's talking about. He said the burden will be removed and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. So what can the anointing do through you? Through you, the Holy Spirit can remove the burdens that are on people's lives and destroy the yokes that are on them. So you, you and I expect that. So people come, they are burdened, maybe in depression, anxiety, fear, or oppressed in some way. Just remember, the anointing is in you, upon you. The Holy Ghost is upon you. And He can work through you to remove those burdens and break the yokes that are on their lives. Amen? And one last one. What else can the anointing do through you and me? Isaiah 59 and verse 19. It tells us here that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. So the enemy comes in very powerfully like a flood. What can the Holy Spirit do? He can raise up a barrier and stop what the enemy is doing. And he can do it through you. The Holy Spirit can do it through you. So somebody comes to you, they say, hey, I'm just having a bad time in my life. And it seems like, uh, you know, I'm overwhelmed. But you know, the Holy Spirit working through you can raise up a barrier and stop that. Amen. Every believer is empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, we can grow in the anointing. We can, like we mentioned at the very beginning, we can see greater levels of anointing. We can see different kinds of anointing. But don't want to complicate that now. Just take the simple truth. The Holy Spirit is in you. He's upon you. And if you and I, by faith, will step out and exercise authority, whether it's over circumstances, situations, whether it's over to help people or in your own personal life, you can expect the Holy Spirit to do the work. If you feel the enemy coming hard against you, expect the Spirit of the Lord to raise up a standard against him. Amen? He will put up a barrier. You can't enter. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Amen? Worship team, please come. So, this is a very safe place for us to practice. You see, in school, they taught us, you know, you learn physics, but you have physics lab. You learn chemistry, you have chemistry lab. You learn biology, you have biology lab. I remember, you know, those days you cut up cockroaches, cut up <laughs> rats and <laughs> frogs and all that. You learn biology, you do these things. Uh, so, this is lab time here, right? We're going to practice. What we're going to do, very simple. See, this is Supernatural Sunday. We're expecting God to do things. So, we are hearers of the word. It builds faith in our hearts, which is good. We need to know the truth. We need to hear the truth. But we also need to do something with it. We need to let God demonstrate that word. And God is always faithful. He watches over his word to perform it. He's faithful. 
He will watch over his word to perform it. But you and I need to make a demand by faith. Meaning, God, I'm believing it. Now I'm expecting something to happen, either for your own self or for somebody else here who might need help. And, and we'll pray as well for those who are watching online. You're at home somewhere. You know, we believe that God will fulfill his word for you right where you are. So what we're going to do in a, in a few moments from now, just giving instructions, is we're going to ask people who need prayer to raise their hands. Right? I'm not asking you to come forward for me to pray for you. I'm going to ask other believers to pray for you. Because Jesus said that every believer will do the works he did and greater things. So we have to expect we have to act on it. Only then we will see. If we are passive and we don't act on it, we won't see anything. We'll see zero. We'll get to heaven and then we'll say, Lord, thank you for your promise, but I never did anything with it. But we've got to act on it. We've got to step out on it. Say, Lord, I expect. And we may make some mistakes along the way. We may not see success all the time. It's okay, but we're learning how to act on the word. What must we do to put ourselves in that place where the Holy Spirit can work through us and cause miracles to happen? Amen? And over the years, over the years, every time we've done something like this, where we've had people pray for each other, we've received testimonies. Somebody prayed. Nobody knows their name because, you know, somebody will come and pray with you. Won't know their name, but I was prayed for. Somebody prayed with me. And something happened. I got healed. I got delivered. Right? So we've, it's happened over and over and over again. Because God is faithful to His Word. He's just looking for people who are courageous enough to act on His Word. Just act on His Word. Take a risk. Actually, it's not even a risk because this you're talking about God. <laughs> He's going to fulfill His Word. So in a few moments from now, we're going to ask people who need prayer in the auditorium to just raise your hand up. There's nothing wrong to say, I need prayer. I need somebody to pray for me. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand up. Then we'll ask believers, those who are close to you, just come to you and keep it very simple. Just ask them, what can I pray with you for? And then give a give a one sentence reply. Don't give case history. You know, this started in 1947. <laughs> no. Please give one sentence. What is the problem? What should we pray for? You might say, you know, I, I need healing in this part of my body. Or here's a situation I'm facing and I need God into me. Or I'm praying for my son, my daughter, or for some other loved one or family members. Whatever. Whatever that, that one sentence. Just say it in one sentence. And the person who came to you you join heart and say, Holy Spirit, we invite you to do the work. Can we do that? It's very simple. But we have to be courageous. We have to take the step of faith. We've got to do it. And God is willing to work through everyone. Everyone. So I want you to go. Uh, you know, when you see hands raised, don't feel ashamed. Just step out of your seat. Go to the one, some, someone nearby and just pray with them. Now, if you don't get a chance to go to anybody, it's okay. Just from where you are, just say, Lord, do mighty things. And then we're also going to pray for those online. Now, we can't see them. We don't know where they are. But as we pray, we say, Lord, let the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit touch them. And it's happened. Like we've heard testimonies, you know, even in recent times, people are watching online. They get filled with the Holy Spirit. Or they listen to the, pro, you know, the, the recording maybe hours later and they get baptized in the Holy Spirit or they get healed. Something happens. So we're just going to pray. And the Lord will touch people wherever they are. Can we do that? Right? So let's stand up to our feet, please. And this is lab time. We're just going to worship God and then we're going to just step out and pray and expect that in this place. God will do wonderful things. What is your need? The Holy Spirit is more than able. He's God. He's more than able. So extend your expectation. Make it big. Expect great things. Maybe for yourself or maybe some family member, somebody you know. 
expect great things, right? We're going to sing together. A song will help us just declare who God is. Then I'll come back and then we'll have that little time of prayer and we'll see what God will do in this place. Stop. 
never stop, you never stop working. Never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it to work. Even when I don't feel it to work. Never stop, you never stop working. Never stop. Amen. 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 I want us to expect God. And I'm just sharing this particular testimony intentionally because sometimes we hesitate to ask God even for small things. And this happened some years ago and some of you may have been there in that service. Uh, this was in, uh, we were doing a conference at UTC and uh, after ministering, we said, okay, we're going to you know, pray for people. That's like what we're going to do right now. And there was a lady in the service there who was born with one feet smaller than the other. I think you remember that. Right, so one feet was, I don't remember exactly what the sizes were. I think it was six and five or five and four, something like the feet size. She was born with, born like that. So whenever she went to the store, she'll have to buy two pairs, one size, bigger size and one smaller size. But nobody knew about this, right? Life went on. Now, in that she was in that service. She was, you know, by that time, that I think she must have been in her 50s or something like that. But she asked, can you pray that my feet will become equal size? Now I'm saying this because it really didn't matter. It wasn't a life and death thing. So she asked for prayer. So a few other people went around her, they prayed. And her feet grew out. I'm not joking. Because she sent the diagrams of her feet. The, you know, she sent all the details. She wanted to make sure that that, that miracle had actually happened. She sent the details. Now, I know it's a small thing. It wasn't a life and death thing. But the reason I'm saying that is because she was willing to ask for it. It was a small thing. She asked. In that same meeting, another group was praying at the back for... A, a, a young man who had had a met an accident in his, in his right hand, bone didn't set properly, and so he couldn't, you know, he really couldn't move his hand fully and so on. But right there in that same place, as the group of people, they just got around and they were praying, his hand was immediately healed. He was so excited, he came forward, he said, look, I couldn't move this, and here I'm moving it. Right, so, you need so many wonderful things God does. When we just step out, and pray. So I want to encourage you, even if it's a small thing, or it could be something big, something very serious that's happening with a healing or in your life. So just let somebody, just let a few people come and pray with you. It's not going to cost you anything. Just a little bit of faith. Just a little bit of faith. Just willing to take a risk and let the Holy Spirit do the work. Amen? So let's do that. If you need prayer, something in your life, Jesus turned water to wine. I mean, why did he need to do it? Just to bless the people. He multiplied five loaves and two fish. I mean, he could have sent them all home and they would have go eat at home. But he did it just to bless the people. And he's ready to do the same thing, just to meet your need, just to bless you, just to let you know he cares for you. Right? So if you need a prayer, if you need somebody, just come, with, come and pray with you. If you're going to practice this message, raise your hand. Then ask two or three people around you to come and pray. We will pray together and let's see what the Lord does, right? So please raise your hand. You need somebody to pray with you. Others, you know, you see these hands raised up. They've taken a little risk saying, I need prayer. I want the others. Just get out of your seat. Just move around. Just go to them, you know, even if it's just two of, two of you. Just go to them and say, what can I pray with you for? And they will tell you in one sentence. And then just pray. Say, Lord, in Jesus' name, you know, meet this person's need or do this that they need in their lives. We have a few hands up here, so I like someone to come to these people, uh, take time to pray. Feel free to move around. This is lab time. You can just move around and pray with people. All right, nothing to be embarrassed about. Just find somebody. We have a couple of other hands here. And just, just find somebody who needs prayer and pray with them. All right. We have hands raised right up here. Just come. Just find out what they need. Just pray. Uh, we need somebody up here in front. Just pray. 
and uh, you know you pray for them now once you have received prayer you can go and pray for other people as well so you can turn around and see their hand left lifted up and you can just go pray for them so feel free to do that just just go and pray with them pray with them just pray beautiful what a beautiful sight to see God's people pray with one another and this is where God works God works powerfully the Holy Spirit works powerfully what a beautiful sight if you need somebody just raise your hand if somebody hasn't come up yet just raise your hand thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you thank you God thank you thank you Lord thank you Lord Jesus Lord we thank you You know, once you're finished praying, you look around. If there's anybody else who needs prayer, just go and pray with them. Just go pray with them. And thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Anybody you need, you need, just want somebody to come and pray with you and nobody has come to you yet, just raise your hands so we could see and send somebody to you. Thank you, Lord. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Once you're done praying, you could go back to your place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Now, we'll just take maybe a minute where if you had something that you can verify, you know, maybe there was a growth and the growth disappeared or there was you know, a skin rash and the skin rash disappeared or something that, that you can verify now. Some, of course, uh, we want testimonies that are verified so we're not under pushing you for anything. Some of these things you may have to go to the doctor, get, get it checked. So do that. We encourage you to do that. Uh, some of you, uh, you know, may need uh, scans to be done do that. We encourage you to do that. But if there's something that you can verify right now, something that happened right now, that you can verify, then just raise your hand because we just like to hear that testimony. Something that you happened to you right now as somebody was praying for you, that happened right now and you can tell, you know, right now something happened. Anyone here like that? You have a testimony? Something happened to you right now and you can verify it. Just you can raise your hand or just come up here. Anyone with a testimony? Something happened right now. Maybe a finger grew out. Uh was shorter than the other and you know just grew out and became the right length. Whatever, it could be something small, something. Anybody with a miracle? Uh, just come up forward. I may not see your hand. Anyone with a testimony that happened? Something happened right now. Okay. I don't see anyone. But we encourage you to share your testimony. There's no pressure to do that. Or when you verify, you know the Lord has answered your prayer. Answered the prayers that were prayed. Take some time to send a testimony. Okay. Let's pray together. Let's pray together as a group. Let's pray especially for those who are watching online. And we're going to pray and extend our faith for them. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for every prayer that was prayed, God, in this place. 
for people praying for one another, Father. Thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that because of the Holy Spirit, every yoke is broken. Every burden is removed. Every strong man is bound and every evil spirit is driven out. That every bondage is broken. The captives are set free in the name of Jesus. Every oppression is gone. Oppression or finances is removed. Oppression in the homes is removed in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you. Even oppression in the workplace, where there is injustice, unfairness, that is removed in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the anointing flowing amongst your people, through your people. That, are, that is breaking yokes and removing burdens. Father, we join together. Pray for those who are watching online. They couldn't be here. They're in different places. But God, let the anointing of God touch them. Let the wonderful Holy Spirit touch them where they are. Let chains be broken. Let every yoke of the enemy be broken. Let demons leave in the name of Jesus. Let oppressions go in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the captives be set free. Let alcoholics be set free. Let drug addicts be set free. Let people who are depressed be set free. Let people who are tormented night and day with fear and anxiety be set free. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we take authority over spirits of infirmity, spirits behind cancer, uh, spirits behind arthritis and chronic diseases. We command those diseases to leave. We command healing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be healed. Let there be healing taking place, God. Let tumors disappear, growths disappear in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. We bless you. We honor you, God. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you. And we bless you, God. Thank you. And we pray, God, and in the days to come, we'll hear these wonderful testimonies of God's people praying for one another and miracles happening. And we will have those testimonies. Oh God, we thank you. We bless you. That it's your anointing flowing through your people that breaks every yoke and removes burdens, that works miracles. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Everyone said, Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Let's just thank the Lord. God, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you, God. We honor you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. We bless your name. Amen. Amen. We look forward to those testimonies, the things that, uh, that will happen. And uh, when people share in their testimonies by email, of course, we'll come and share it with all of us. Just want to remind us of two announcements before we close. Uh, right after the service, young people, you have your monthly youth meeting right in the food court uh, in the basement. So those between ages 17 and 33, you're welcome for the youth meeting right downstairs. Snacks will be served. A great time to just connect with other young people. So please stay back for that right after this service. Also remember, next week, we are starting our study in the book of James. I want to encourage you to invite friends. You know, just invite them and say, hey, come. You're going to study something very simple, practical. It's going to change our lives. Just come, spend some time with us. Uh, invite people uh, to come and be a part of that. Amen? All right, let's close. I'll just speak the benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit continue with each of us always. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, and books, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.